Hi, you're listening to On the Podcast with me, Keeti Prada Balaji. You can find this series on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all that shit. Fun, totally, totally intended. You can also stay tuned to updates by following on Instagram as well as Twitter at On the Podcast. But before I forget and before you forget, smash that follow button, and I hope you have fun listening to what we have to discuss in today's episode. Okay. No, Breathe I mean in. that's right. that's literally my whole premise. It's it's to have these casual conversations and it could be about it could be about literally anything you want it to be about. Okay. Do your parents listen? Do your parents listen? Um so let's go for three oh let's see how mu- how muddy this water is going to be. Okay, so three things dating, uh-huh. music and you already did mental health, which fucking sucks. Like I would have loved to have gone into that. But oh, no. This is a good ass topic, bitch. The fuck okay, anyways. <laughs> it's just Okay, the the fun the one thing is that I don't even date. That's the thing. I, I don't really And did have... you I? It's more I like I don't know if like two bitches that don't date can say anything <laughs> about dating. Shut up. Shut Dude, up. I don't know. I... Are we allowed to Okay, okay, you know what? Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Maya. Um, I just recently graduated UCLA with Kirthi. Um, I met Kirthi literally freshman year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were we were like friends, yeah. I think we were friends, right? <laughs> we were. Were like you trying to get validation? Right. <laughs> I'm like, were we best friends though? <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> no. No, we Maya and I go back, go back to like. The craziest memories at UCLA. Way back, Travis Scott. Yeah, way, way back. <laughs> I've known her since freshman year. We've seen each other through it all. Um, yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> okay, why am I on this podcast? Uh, that's a good question to ask. Thank you, Kirby. Um, I'm on this <laughs> podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Interviewer. Um, but... Yeah, I guess, why am I on this podcast? I want to be legit. I think this is a good question to ask myself. Let me come back to you with the answer. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I'm on this podcast because I honestly feel like Kirithi and I like have such a great like dynamic. Hopefully that comes across in this episode. But I think like her and I are very similar in a lot of ways. Humor being one of them. Um, and I'm really excited to just like, you know, like talk to her about humor and just like kind of like have this experience with Kirithi over the phone. Wow, I really fucked that one up. But yeah, that's why I'm on the podcast. <laughs> I'm so glad I called dibs on this name. On the podcast? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh my god. It was so I was clever, so dude. scared it would be gone. <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> You're like, not my genius. My genius creation. It can't be taken by someone else. <laughs> like Michelangelo and like fucking like Behoven and all these like actual like creation, like creators. Like you in comparison with like on the podcast is like a title and you're like, dying at the possibility of someone taking it like no okay shut the fuck up the fear is so <laughs> fucking y'all i i i thought it okay okay here's the thing here's the thing no 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 my my man you've got to okay, stick with bro. me here all right you need to stick with me here i 
I got the idea for this podcast <laughs> back when I was in like sophomore year. All right, like that's when I, that's when I first, you know, started getting into <laughs> podcasts, and that's when I, and and I. I don't know. I just I kind of just wanted a medium where I could be really I could just be myself and just and just be stupid and silly. Really? Yeah. Um yeah. with without worrying too much um about or without writing it out or like too much Yeah, effort, exactly. You know? I don't I don't want to I I I definitely know I talk better than I do write. I'm I'm definitely more impactful talking than I am writing. Um Yeah. And also for me it's just a lot more I don't know. It saves a lot more time. Um, yeah, exactly. I know, more, I know it's a lot more difficult for the people consuming the content, and they'd rather have it. Yeah. Um, I'm no. so sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. This, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I wish I wish I could do better for you. Um, I, I unfortunately this is the best I can do, and I hope you have fun. I was so scared to even like. They were like, "What's the genre of this podcast?" You know, when you try to like oh, submit bull. your podcast, when you try to when you try to submit your podcast, they ask you for a genre anywhere. Anytime you try to submit any kind of content, people ask you for a genre. Bitch, I don't genre. know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. You're just gonna get it all. I'm an experience, and that's the best I could tell you. <laughs> I have an experience. It's such a power move. You you just have to stick. Through. I don't know what else to tell you except that you just have to stick through it. Yeah, I mean, why why categorize yourself under one genre unless like you're doing like a specific thing? Like I don't yeah. think we have the level of expertise or professionalism to say like to be we're honest with you, one domain. I, I probably like if someone if someone asked me to be funny, if I tried to be funny, I don't know if I can be oh, funny. You, you know, you suck I, balls. I but then would, if you I, don't. I probably cringe. Oh yeah, but if you don't, you're fucking amazing, right? Like it's like it's an on the spot kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like you know, like yeah, like again, like categorizing yourself as comedy. Oh my god, I have a horrifying story that like isn't kind of really oh god. Okay, well, anyways, we both established we have like ADD, so it doesn't fucking matter. But yeah. basically, what happened was is when I applied to Slay Radio, I applied a couple times before like my last. Um, and I applied twice before as comedy. So like, haha. Um, last time I applied was digital press, like the writing team. So for comedy, God, like the pressure was up, like the stakes were so high because you had to enter that interview being like, like, like funny, right? And I just missed the marks so bad. I think the minute that you put in your head that you have to be funny, like you just suck. Like, and like, they threw me off guard so much because like they would ask me to deliver a joke like an improv type joke with like a couple objects and i said the dumbest shit both times and i think like you know even though like i felt like i could like have a relatively funny like radio show like that wasn't necessarily something that was too daunting to me to be told like to be funny in the moment and like that would like determine your fate as whether or not you get like you know like on the team or whatever like i shot the bed so I understand, like, I get, like, comedy just being, like, such a scary one, too. Because, like, it's like, how, who are you to say that you're funny? You know? Okay. No! <laughs> like, oh, my God. Okay. Firstly, yes, I get I get that because I sometimes start getting so... Okay, for me, humor is one of those things where if if someone finds me not funny i'm okay you can find me ugly you can find me yeah stupid. you can find i don't care what you find me i really i'm i'm one of those people who really could not 
be bothered about other people's opinions. Right. But when? But funny. When it comes to... <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but... If anyone looks at me or like judges my online presence or whatever, the one thing that I do want everyone to take away from it is that I am a funny person. Absolutely, and that you're a good like you're 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 not like Adam Sandler funny. Like, you're actually funny. Like, I'm, you know? yeah, like, yeah, I'm not slapstick funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, you know what, dude? Like, yeah. One second. Like, what if we just made our like episode <laughs> like two hours later? Like, oh wait, what are we talking about? What if we made it about like humor like just like us like being humorous i know that's like kind of goes against what we were saying before being like oh god we're gonna make yeah. this a comedy episode but like it doesn't have to be a comedy episode it's like how much we're passionate about comedy and just talking about yeah. that do you want to do that that could be fun no no no. we could talk about no, no no we could talk about anything humor related if you want yeah let's do it let's go into it. inspirations yeah. how yeah. we used it as um a defense mechanism um, oh my god, I fucking, I, oh my god, I have so much to say about, like, Dude, I do too. Is... We were talking about how we were okay being the ugly ones or the stupid <laughs> ones or whatever, but being the unfunny ones, now that is a fucking insult, yeah, you know? absolutely. If I said something funny and they were like, I didn't find that funny. That would very much hurt my sense of ego and pride and self-worth and I really spite. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've had those moments where like, I don't know if anyone else can like attest to this, where like, you're like telling a joke and like you're really getting into it and like no one fucks with it and you realize that like 30 seconds in and like no one's engaged i think that's like the shittiest like most gut-punching feeling ever because then you're just like well i can't leave the conversation now you know like <laughs> a lot of people gas me up almost <laughs> and they're like ha 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 you're so funny and they're like you should you you should like you're really funny you should be like a comedian funny funny you know a comedian maybe maybe a stand-up comedian or something and i and i get really stressed out when i'm asked to do anything with that level of commitment and be put in that kind exactly. of a box because i i don't know if i can be funny all the time here's the thing like i had I'm, that ambition in fresh freshman year i remember oh my god this is so fucking cringe oh my god okay i felt like I wanted to go into the entertainment industry. I felt like I wanted to go into comedy in particular because I was just like something I was really passionate about. Like in my free time, I loved watching like Conan O'Brien and like, you know, like, oh my yeah, God. like comedians that like I was passionate yeah. about. No, same. The thing is, no, no, no. I, no, no, no. I mean, you should continue. I'm so sorry. I <laughs> no, 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 but... no, 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 go for it. <laughs> I'm trying to be better about it. I'm, tr I'm trying to be better about it. No, it's okay. I love, I love cutting people out. Like, honestly, I feel like it adds more depth and dimension. You know, than just being like, no, I have the same, I have the same fucking problem with the, with the comedy thing where, where I watch it so much and I love it so much that I was like, do I want to yeah, do this maybe? Exactly. You know? Cause I fuck with it so much. And I, I guess like theoretically, like, yeah, I would love to be that person up there getting those applauses. And I don't know if I could do it though. Cause I don't know if I could be that funny. Yeah. And I think the thing is, is like, I it's so right it's so much pressure but i'm very idealistic so i kind of went into it being like okay like i, I can do this 
I think I was too shy for stand up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was definitely too shy for improv, but I was really keen on sketch comedy. Um, so I kind of like had that mm-hmm. idea forming in my head freshman year. But <laughs> I don't know what set me straight, but like, I think I just had to realize for myself that I love doing it in a very casual context where like the primary purpose is like to engage people in a conversation and like make people laugh, people that I know. I think having a whole job where like my responsibility is to be funny like 24-7 or just have that be my persona is exhausting because I don't want to be only known for being funny and then I also just don't want to have the pressure to perform that you know like I think exactly what you're saying it's just too much pressure to be put on the stage and like have to engage people like with that level of humor all the time it's just not realistic for me no exactly and I I face that same pressure with I think almost all of that's almost why I don't even engage with social media sometimes because I get really scared that there is some kind of perception that I don't know like I mean I made a I made a professional Twitter account and I have to say I haven't been very quote-unquote strictly professional about it um (laughs) it's fine Tech Twitter is bull. You know, Tech Twitter is out. Okay. <laughs> That's a different <laughs> podcast episode. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> you know, completely different. But I I definitely I definitely, you know. Yeah, I, I get scared that there is this perception or expectation. Um and maybe right. I'm just way too self important or self involved and I'm like, wow, everyone's so obsessed with me and everyone gives exactly, a fuck about yeah. what I have to say. Um, and in reality, no one really gives two shits about what I say. Um, and that's, that's you know, a completely, completely viable <laughs> reality as well. It's but a good one. Off it's a good one because I think that's yeah. what I want to approach life with in terms of conversations, just dynamics or like social media presence. I want to be as fluid as possible. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to be trapped or confined yeah. into a box where like I'm labeled as this kind of person or that kind of person. Um, like I, I think humor is a way to kind of almost the antidote of trapping yourself in this box because if you can like take yourself less seriously mm-hmm. and be more humorous about your online presence, you escape yeah. those expectations, and then you feel like powerful. Like, yeah. You know, like, you feel like fuck it, like I own this shit. Like it's my Instagram. I can post. I can post myself like looking like shit at six in the morning i mean not saying i would i mean i, I don't wake yeah. up that early that's why but i mean i could post myself yeah looking like whatever like i could post my i could post a picture of like i don't know like gum on the floor and i don't care i think yeah. it's very powerful like once you're yeah. like just taking out that seriousness if there's anything that turns me off about someone is someone yeah. who takes themselves way too seriously i just Bleh. exactly exactly <laughs> no i i completely completely get that I, I think that's kind of why I sometimes you know online especially I while I know that I I want to use my platform for the right reasons not that I do have any <laughs> but even the little that I do I'm just like cool I will use it for the right reasons sure but I don't know, dude. I just, I really like memes. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what the fuck else to tell you, except I really like TikTok. I really Why like did that memes. sound like a buying. confession? I you were like, I don't know. I just I, really like memes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I saw it. 
I don't know why I sound so guilty. Yeah, I'm like me, you but... and like ninety nine percent of the world. The one percent being the blind. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's an accurate statistic. But, I... but anyways, <laughs> I <laughs> no, literally, but I, I feel like I. I can quote vines and I watch TikToks I and I, yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm a little silly, but <laughs> that doesn't mean. But also at the same time, I don't want to not be taken seriously when I say something mm, right. that I actually mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think it's really hard. You know, this might go on a little tangent. It's hard to strike that balance. And that's the thing. Because yeah. also, I'm just like, I'm just like woman of color in this industry Heck, that yeah. is super dominant and it do- super male dominated and yeah and it is also just not just male dominated but i just think that you don't like hoard all the points i of, like all the sort of respect you can like you need all of that like every yeah. little fault adds up almost and you're already exactly. at like you like men kind of start with like a you know you're kind of at ground zero and men are like you know 20 or whatever like mm-hmm. and like you kind of have to like really work your way up and any slip up could just push you further down exactly. and humor could be and... that slip up mm-hmm. exactly and i and i don't want to be taken less seriously just because i can be funny um and it's a hard exactly. balance to strike because I I have a sense of humor and I and I and I kind of pride myself on it and I want to pride myself on it but I don't want to be taken less seriously right as a result of having a sense of humor because I feel like that happens with a lot of women especially and and like women comics for for example, they don't get half the clout that male comics get, and male comics aren't even half as funny. <laughs> Statistically speaking, from my experience of all the stand-up comedies that I have watched, if I could do like a statistical analysis of it, the only times <laughs> that I have really like laughed out loud is when the perf- is mostly when the person performing is not some a man. straight white dude or or just a dude in general. Yeah, I think I would have a, you know, honestly, I think I'm on the other side of that because just because of how commercialized and how standardized it is, like, as a comedian to be, like, male. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's the, it's it's just kind of the common discourse. It's just kind of, like, that's what's the mainstream. And so I didn't really ever venture out into women comics. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty shameful because there are some amazing, you know, women comics out there that I want to, like, you know, watch and, like, you know, I think have amazing content when I do see it in short form. But Honestly, like most of the stand-up specials I'm watching are dudes, and that's just kind of, you know. If I can, if and I can he- be honest with you, I think the one, mm-hmm. one comic when you speak of women comics, especially that, that manages to I think really find that that balance and and like walk that tightrope and like really well, like really mm-hmm. really fucking well is Ilana Glazer. Oh, I knew you were gonna say her. You're obsessed with her, dude. I, am, I remember obsessed. that. I am, yeah. I am obsessed. She's great. With yeah, I'm obsessed with Alana Glazer. She is so. Um, I don't know. She is so fucking funny. Um, she's she, great. Yeah, she is so funny. Um, 
she's great and it's it's her her brand of humor is very it's kind of like what Amy Schumer was trying to do mm-hmm. um which royally failed at because she Amy Schumer still has like some Lena Dunham DNA in her you know mm-hmm. um <laughs> like if I'm just gonna like compare all this the women comics yeah uh, but yeah I think honestly I just didn't grow up watching like women comics and I think the thing is too is like being a woman mm-hmm having a sense of humor mm-hmm. it almost feels like you're being deemed less desirable by men i don't know what it is but like yeah. when you're funny you're one of the boys uh-huh i literally i literally had one of my like a couple of my aunts um like tell me like my like do not like try to be too funny no. because you're you're kind of friends yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're funny yeah yeah but you're kind of you're kind of being one of the boys and i'm like but what if i want to be one of the boys <laughs> and like they were just like no like they were like yeah but like if you like someone if you like a guy and you're too funny like that's kind of a turn off it was like okay like i gotta (laughs) i gotta change my whole personality i guess (laughs) oh my god no okay okay see that's the other thing for me um growing up i would always watch really funny like you know male comics or whatever and it's not that i didn't find them funny i found them funny sure like yeah yeah you're funny right. okay like yeah there are some <laughs> that are that are exceptionally funny um especially like some especially like some sitcoms are so well written and i and i truly do genuinely appreciate that sense of humor um especially right. shows like community and stuff i'm like wow like that that is like really good that is really good writing that that is such a good yeah it's foundational yeah it's 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 inspired you know women comics you know exactly. like it's inspired all kinds of comics exactly yeah. um but otherwise like i see a lot of other comics out there mostly like men and i and i don't find it funny half the time i don't really laugh i barely can i i can barely must it up a <laughs> That's cruel. <laughs> I'm I sorry, that. but I tried. And then, and then. I'm sorry, but I tried. You're it's not, not like funny. I didn't try. I really tried. I I tried with. Yeah. I tried with a lot of effort. And maybe next time, if you warn me, I'll schedule it into my Google Calendar and I'll remind myself. Oh my uh, fucking god! <laughs> Save that for your tech Twitter, Twitter account. Like I can't. <laughs> this is not the space. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I I literally I I don't find them funny at all. I I just I don't find them funny. Yeah. Um. And and some sometimes I do in short. Um. Yeah. I relate to it, but I'm like, it, it feels kind of slapstick in a way or genetic. Uh, it's the same old stupid joke. It's the same old immigrant joke. Every time there's like a brown dude, he's always talking about oh yeah like. I'm an immigrant. And I think the reason why is because the bar is lower. Yeah. The standards is lower for men because like they do have this this you know dominance almost. They have this dominating presence when they walk on the stage. Yeah. And it's almost it's almost sub- subconsciously like we're like primed to think like okay like whatever they're going to say is going to be you know funnier than you know if a woman goes on stage it almost feels like she has to prove her you know mm-hmm. humor she has to exactly. prove the fact that she's humorous exactly exactly it becomes a let's judge if you can be funny versus like showcase your humor yeah you know um mm-hmm. and exactly us to showcase my humor then 
be judged how funny I was, but I always feel like I'm being judged on how funny I am because, and I feel like yeah. that again goes back to how I kind of in my childhood used humor as a coping mechanism. Um, I mean, yeah. growing up, I I wasn't <laughs> big the, time. I wasn't the pretty kid. Um, I was not. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I was bullied a lot um, in in school, and so humor was my sole uh, tool and coping mechanism to diffuse right. any situation in the most yeah way. Um, is the trick that I discovered. Yeah, and I think for me. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I just like left in. No, go, go. Your, your brain needs you to. Your brain needs you to talk. Go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is gonna be so chaotic. But basically, for me, it was like I grew up in a family of mostly guys. Right. Um, like my brother's a boy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> my brother. Keep that in there. You know. Keep that in there. My brother's a boy. <laughs> this is you heard it here first. Um but and then my my cousins were all guys you know and like i think i always felt really left out when they'd hang out and like they'd like fuck around with each other like guys are just primed to like hang out by like you know being funny with one another like they would bond over their senses of humor they would bond over jokes and pranks right girls didn't necessarily have that same sort of you know dynamic so for me i've always felt more comfortable and i always wanted to be you know around the guys and prove myself so i constantly felt like i had to be funny to get that attention and over and over again it was just this constant thing to a point where it just kind of came my personality slash brands like people started just seeing me as the kind of person who would like laugh at everything make jokes out of everything but it really stemmed from this like insecurity of being like left out as like you know my cousins hanging out, like my brother, like, you know, all these things. And in school too, like, you know, having to prove your, that you deserve attention, that you're worth, that you're, you're someone that's worth engaging with. I had to do that through humor, you know? Ugh. No, I, no, I totally get that. Cause I, you know, in school almost felt like the second I realized that they saw me as the funny one or the silly one. That I kind of yeah. needed to keep at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like that 100%. became like that became like my almost like my brand. Soul. Yeah, like my like my brand. Like that became my she's a silly one. Um Exactly. Yes. And I don't mind being silly from time to time. And I am a little silly and sure. Uh, but I have some things of consequence to say. And I have some yeah. hilarious fucking shit to say too. Yeah, but don't be put in the box. Yeah. Like everything. I think that's. I, you know what? You know what the bigger problem is for me is that I tend to put myself in that box because I've internalized it so deeply. At some point, no, I find it. At yeah, this like, point, it's all it's internalized. Myself. At this point, yeah, it's, all it's too late. From all of, yeah, it's from all the childhood trauma. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help it. It's all internalized. <laughs> all. The childhood trauma and the bullying and the <laughs> using defense as, as uh, using humor as my defense mechanism, but it is what it is. Yes, it's like oh, also another big fat thing that I totally forgot. Elephant in the room. My dad is like the kind of person who will just laugh at everything. He's a very humorous kind of person. Like it's just kind of his. It's almost his vice. That... Like he will never ask me how I'm doing. 
instead he'd rather like make a fart joke and then like <laughs> hope that I would yeah talk about myself and I I kind of hate it almost but I also you know that's how he is like so I love it you know and I just so that's why I am the way I am but going back to what you were saying before when I was you know I internalized it so deeply that now it's almost like I can't even I, I will be alone especially during quarantine I'm alone almost all the time and yet I still find myself saying shit like like, you know, being like, I want to play or I want to like, I want to write like a piece and I'll start like writing and I'll just laugh at everything. I will just be like, this is so funny. Why can't anyone see this right now? It's like, I'm, I'm like almost performing for an audience of one myself because I've been told to be funny all the time. It's very weird. And that's why I feel like we were like, at one point we were like, damn, I really want to do this as a profession because we should be paid for the amount of effort that we put into this lucky. It's an emotional toll that it takes. Yeah, that's the thing. I can't really promise and I'm really bad at making promises and guarantees, you know? Yes, committing to a bit. That's the thing. Like you can't yeah. commit to the bit. It's just it's too much pressure. But you know, the rude awakening for me was like, I think the real moment when I shifted, I was like, okay, I'm not necessarily special like it's something that I like about myself but like I wouldn't pursue this as a profession because I'm not as passionate about it is when I went on Twitter and Twitter is just a fucking host of like funny ass tweets like people are funny like yeah. a lot of people are funny out there oh my God. and I think that's so when fun. I was like humbled I was like yeah I, I like being a part of this crowd but like I am not at the caliber of like you know someone who would like you know like make a whole ass career out of this yeah. I think me it's like I love engaging in humor. It, it it's 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 good for me that I don't want to internalize it to the point where like I have all this pressure in the world. Like yeah. even like getting a funny tweet out there, yeah. I experience the worst like gridlock. Like I feel like constipated, like mentally constipated, trying to get a tweet out mm -hmm. that's funny. Because I'm just like, oof, like you you have to think immediately about the audience's reaction before you even say it. Whereas when you just say things out loud, it's a lot more like, I don't know, this will hit, this will land, this will not. Mm -hmm. but with Twitter especially, I feel like there's just so much pressure. So like making a whole career out of it, which is, it's just mind boggling, you know? Making a career out of it would make, give me a lot of pressure too. Like that's the thing for me. I am only funny when I'm not trying too hard, when I'm just, when I'm just letting myself speak, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I need think that's how it is just, for a lot of people. I need to just be told to talk about anything and just know for a fact that no matter how funny or unfunny or boring or not boring the topic is, it probably is going to get funny on some level and not so funny in some level too. Yeah. I don't know. My curiosity, I'm kind of curious about this on your end. Like, mm -hmm. why do you think you're so... I know we talked about like a little bit like childhood, like you were just kind of primed to be this way. Mm -hmm. But like, do you feel like you desire attention or validation to maybe an unhealthy extent that drives like this necessity to be funny or this desire to be deemed funny? Um, honestly, if it comes to validation, um, I think that with a lot of internet culture being so big in my life right now, especially uh -huh. big. The thing is, before this, um, 
I was I was always someone that would hang out with people. I always got live feedback. I would have people laugh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have people yeah. laugh out loud. Um <laughs> and that that would be feedback enough for me. Um right. But now I don't really get that unless there's a like, a visible like on my tweet or post or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um I'll never know. And so I I think that it adds that has that is definitely started adding to it, but before that I feel like I almost didn't um really seek that validation too much beyond like my immediate friends. Right. Um like yeah, my immediate friends they would laugh and be like, "Oh, you're so stupid, you're funny, whatever." And that that was like <laughs> I was like, "How okay, can yeah. I was just like, "Yeah, I know I'm funny." Or like, I know few people, at least my close friends think I'm funny. Ha ha ha. And Right. Yeah. And I mean, that was really like that was that was more than enough for me. It wasn't it wasn't much, but I feel like now with internet culture just being so prevalent in my life now, more more prevalent than I thought it would need to be. or ever expected it to be um i think that maybe it's starting to become a little bit more like that maybe question mark um fascinating i'm the inverse i'm the inverse relationship of that really? like yeah. yeah so in school like high school in particular is when i really started like kind of i it, it really spurred from like an obsession with late night tv i loved watching like you know like comics like conan o'brien craig ferguson do like their kind of monologue and then like be funny like just like it, it, it was just like, such a joyous experience to watch and i feel like it really taught me a lot about conversation dynamics and everything and i mirrored i got really you know into that i was like i want to integrate that into my life because then people will like sounds insane but like people will like you know me you know i think it's just a natural desire that human beings have is like the natural necessity the natural desire to have you know a sense of validation or you know admiration oh, from others so fucking absolutely kind of- every fucking buddy wants to be like yeah yeah don't fucking judge me audience you know it's in our fucking dna to be this way Literally okay everyone, you are not every fucking buddy wants to be like no one no one should get themselves at this point if they are like if they if they deny this and they're just stupid and need to read a book but anyways go on yeah I'm just like trying to preface this for like any of the audience members that might be not <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> you really told them. <laughs> But anyways, like in my like my classes in high school like around junior year when I was getting super into like late night TV and like watching like, you know, even comedy films and just mm-hmm. loving comedy just so much. Um mm-hmm. I was always the class clown. I turned I turned into this class clown. Mm-hmm. And I would get a lot of attention from that and I really liked it. I really liked kind of like knowing that like I could like make people laugh and like I could like, you know, like I don't know, like teachers would like kind of fuck around with me and like and and I would just kind of like fuck around back like, you know, like obviously in a respectful way, but like, you know, like I would always have that sort of like that was kind of my persona mm-hmm. and I really liked it. And um even though yeah, it, it did require a lot of pressure. I I did it because Well, one, it made me really happy. I loved, you know, making people laugh. It was fulfilling. Yeah. But two, the validation that really got that I got from it was really nice and rewarding. But now on the internet oh, era, also, yeah, internet era, yeah, that is. Different. Uh, bruh, I do not give a fuck. Here's the thing, it is a, clo- it is, oh my god, it's a cock, cacophony of just a bunch of like different like. 
people like saying all this kind of funny shit that it's just you drown out like you're drowning in the noise mm -hmm. it's it's so hard to stand up in the crowd and it's almost like who cares who's in the other crowd the crowd's anonymous the crowd bears no meaning or direct relationship to me or my life there's no consequence from it so i don't really care to receive validation from like you know, like, you know, in Spongebob, like, the bunch of, like, sardines and, like, the Krusty... You know, you know what I'm talking about, like, that one scene where, like, a bunch of sardines pack, like, the Krusty Krab? Right. Yeah, it's just, like, a bunch of, like, fucking fish that, like, no one knows. Like, they're unidentifiable. Like, <laughs> I do not care about, like, all these people, like, giving me likes. Like, as far as I'm concerned, like, you're a bunch of sardines with the Krusty Krab. Like, I will never, like, see your face. Like, I, I... You know, like, it's, like, for me, it's, like, I don't care. Like... I get scared posting things because I'm like, oh my god, like, oh, I'm putting myself out there on a limb. But, like, I am one of, like, 7 billion people. I actually don't know how many people are on Twitter. That sounds like the entire Earth's population. That doesn't sound right. But a bunch of people on Twitter, I, I don't really care. Like, I, I don't think many people are going to care about my one tweet. It's not going to make that much of an impact, honestly. So I, I like, you know, like, in person, there's a lot more pressure. There's a lot more, like, of a drive for that validation. Because I'm like, okay, like, this will... This is like more this direct validation, this direct feedback, as you were saying before. Right. Um, you know, gives me is more has more dimension, is more emotionally fulfilling than a, a simple like on yeah. my tweet. Like that's just, you know, it's such a it's it's stupid. And I think we are a cloud driven culture, but I've been able honestly, I feel like I've kind of avoided that because I have a really small following on most of my social media platforms, well, no, and I like it that way. Sometimes I will, I will be like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I am just gonna tweet some stupid thing like I'm gonna slide into Amina's DMs one day or some stupid nonsense. Cause, I mean, I don't know. We're like, we're like a, we're like, I don't know, just floating in the middle of a fucking. It's 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 nebulous. You don't. You mean nothing. Like. Tell, tell yourself that in the morning yeah. instead of saying shit like I matter. Like no, you don't matter. <laughs> Like, who are you in the grand scale of things? No one. I mean, like, so many people have come before you, yeah. so many more after you, and and everything and everyone is much bigger than you alone. So, like, why the fuck do you really care that much? Send the tweet. And send. so I do. Send. <laughs> I send tweets sometimes. Sometimes. And it, it really depends which side of the bed I wake up on that morning, you know? Is it empowering in that moment of, like, not having to have thought about, like, the validation that you receive or, like, whether or not like, people will like yeah. it? Do you feel free almost? Yo, there... No, that's the thing. So, um, I think I made a promise to myself that I'm going to try to never, like, delete a tweet off wow. my Bold. Twitter if, like, it's not absolutely, like, you know, like, either, like, it's, it violates something or it's inaccurate or there's, like, grammatical error, flaws, whatever. But, like, if I, if it gets a semi-funny joke that didn't quite land. Right. I'm like, you know, it's fine. I just let it be there because I'm like, it'll serve as a reminder to not fuck up again. <laughs> no, for me, it's like, I think like my promise to myself has been like, especially going into the new year, I want to feel very free on social media because I am getting there with Twitter and I'm not there at all with uh, Instagram. Even though I preach these things like, oh, like it doesn't fucking matter. Like, you know, like it, it's so hard to put into practice. Like, because you do have those eyes, you still feel that pressure exactly. almost because there has been this standard that's been formalized in the, you know, in the, in the tech, you know, universe of like, you know, Twitter exactly. or like these different apps. Like there is this standard now of being, which is 
you earn a like yeah. for good content. And if the content isn't good, you have less likes. So you exactly you look at your content, you're like, wow, it's not good. Fuck me, like I'll delete it or I just won't post ever again. <laughs> you know, like if you're like me. Exactly. <laughs> but but I don't know, like you almost have to like it, it's crazy. Saying it right now, it sounds so easy. Being like, just go post the dumbest picture, like post that like really crusty photo of like I don't know whatever but like I, I can't think of any examples of the supply but the point is, is like doing that in the moment it sounds like it sounds in theory like a, like easy to do but when you actually put your finger on that like fucking like send button the doubt and just the almost like the sort of weight and pressure it just it mounts on itself and you're like why <laughs> like then you have to kind of stop and question and be like why is this causing so much anxiety like you know yep Worse in person. No, no, no. I get it. God. No, that's the thing. If you're a person, I, I can, I, can, I don't know. I, I see your physical cues. I yes. kind of, yeah. I kind yeah. of, I, I lean into your energy. You know, I'm, I'm definitely someone. Okay, so, I am not funny on my own. I am not someone that can be funny on her right. own. I'm only as funny as the other person or or as as the listeners will let me be that's know? what i'm saying okay so professionally that was another thing too that i realized i could not do like comedy full-time um is that i'm conversationally exactly. conversationally i'm funny like i can do that there's it has exactly. to be momentum but if there's no momentum if it's just on me the narrator like the soul like kind of like you know person who's doing the monologue whatever it may be Oof, like, ow, like, I, yeah, no, no, I'm not into it. Like, I think the, the sort of, the sort of dynamic that flows between two people speaking, that dialogue, and also the knowing, per that knowing that person, like, I'm kind of a shy person when you first meet me, my first impression isn't necessarily indicative of who I am. So it's a exactly. lot of pressure to be asked to be funny on the fly. So yeah, I get what you're saying. With humor, it's like very much so the same thing in real life where like you have to cater to an audience. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why you and I are, you know, overthink these sorts of interactions that maybe others don't exactly. because we're so about catering to that audience. We know that like a certain impression can land and a certain impression can go the other way. And we're really, we exactly. want to have it land. We want to maximize that chance, that probability of it landing. And so when it doesn't, it's disheartening. So the one thing that I've kind of noticed almost i don't know um i want to say it's pretty consistent i'll see i'll see something funny yeah. that a yeah. woman will say yeah. yeah and the audience will not think it was as funny but if the same joke was told by a man yeah. or typed out by yeah. a man or whatever um yeah they would laugh harder yeah i think i've encountered I that frustration i mean do not yeah. understand why i don't know why do you know why um i honestly could you could you i, I could know. i could try to could you philosophize it? try to think out yeah, loud absolutely. why this yeah um i think for me i think yeah, not for me. I think uh, I think if I were to come up with an answer, it would be precisely that, you know, men were just kind of primed to view men in positions of power. And with that sort of, and also we're kind of primed, you know, evolutionarily to see men, you know, worthy of that power. Like, you know, like they're the people who wield that power. Um, and so 
with power takes comes respect. You respect anything that that person that you deem to be powerful, um, th whatever they say, and that come that comes into play with humor. So you're almost you know when you're when a man says a joke, there's a slight expectation that exists there, a pre-existing expectation to take that joke seriously, um, or to you know engage mm -hmm. with the joke. Whereas with a woman, that expectation isn't as strong, and so. It's almost like you can choose whether or not you want to engage with the joke. And it feels a little audacious for the woman to expect people to laugh. Whereas with the man, the expectation doesn't, it feels almost warranted. Um, I think that's, you know, kind of my little. No, 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 no. That, that makes sense. It's just, yeah, men really do just have the audacity <laughs> and women just have, men just have the audacity. That's it, period. End of convo. Men just have the fucking audacity. <laughs> it, they they don't have a sense of humor. They just have the audacity. So that's the thing. Men are audacious um, in so many respects. Like uh, applying the jobs. Like um like um like you know like choosing challenging majors. Um things like that. They've always been primed to be go getters almost because that's just kind of like historically that's kind of like how you know that's how everything has been written up to this up to this point. Like that's how the story's been told is that men are you know worthy of going after what they want women you know yeah. women have to almost like take a step back and evaluate am i being too aggressive with my wants and you know kind of question themselves yeah. they're always kind of in the position they're always wearing the hat of the imposter versus a man is like you know is a natural chaser you know what i'm saying chaser. Yeah. no no exactly and and i think that it almost kind of i almost kind of want to use that as a segue into into like yeah go for it I'm not... sense of humor and and dating ah and... yeah <laughs> this is fun <laughs> you know you were told not to be too funny or you point yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um 100%. that and also like the kind of standards that you probably set for other people that you date in terms of them oh, being I able to keep that. up with your Girl, sense of humor. Oh, we, but we are gonna have the same answer, I feel like. Okay, and I'm really excited for this, because it's gonna be, like, really cool. Okay, it's gonna be good. Okay, so I guess I'll answer, like, the first question of, like, talking about, like, how having a sense, how me having a sense of humor, being humorous, has kind of, like, affected me in the dating world. And then kind of talking about, secondly, like, the expectations I have for the person that I date in terms of humor. Okay, yeah, so first thing first, I'm the realist, I'm kidding now. Iggy Azalea's left the chat. Um, but anyways, uh, that was so cringe. If you keep that in there, I'm gonna kill you. Um, <laughs> I'm keeping it in there. It's a Okay, sure. Anyways, um, so in terms of like how it's kind of like shot me in the foot, it's like I've always kind of like been typecast as like, you know, like the funny girl. I've always, you know, I, I like that wearing that badge a little bit, but then I also hate it because it's like, if I like a guy, I almost automatically mm -hmm. friend zone myself, you know? I automatically, <laughs> you're like, um, yes, <laughs> please raise your hand if you've been personally affected by this statement. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, no, like, I will always kind of like step in and be like, and like, think we're hitting it off, you know, because I'm, I'm making him laugh, but maybe I'm making him laugh too much. Or maybe I said something that's kind of like inappropriate and not girly enough, you know, like making like a bro -y joke. And he's like, oh, she's a bro. I don't know how men think, but I think... I'm always saying the most inappropriate, unladylike shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's fucking hard. It's so hard. Like, I want to make a joke about how... I'm always saying the stupidest, most 
I don't know, like, ah! I I'm not seeing ladylike shit, I'm sorry. I know, like, you're kind of, like, out there. Like, legs completely, wow. like, manspread, like, mouth, <laughs> like, mouth, like, just, like, open, like, like, no avail, like, you're just spewing out everything that's coming into your brain at, like, full velocity, like, full throttle. And, like, exactly, exactly. and you're not aware. Because the minute that you are aware, you feel like you're not making, the, the connection isn't authentic anymore, you had to... Exactly. You had to kind of force yourself into what they want. And that's a challenge I've encountered. Mm -hmm. Because it's like... Exactly. I, I, I don't want to have to do that. Because then I know that it's like... Again, like it's not authentic. Like I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna hit it off mm -hmm. with that person. I'm just gonna try to be something. I'm gonna try to... Like that's not... That's not the real me. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like that is a very scripted... Very... um. Yeah, a very scripted version of me that is catered to like some fucking mold that you want me to fit. But in reality, I'm, I don't know, balls to the walls, funny, bro. Like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. It's like Seth um, Rogen I am, but only type humor. If it's like Seth Rogen type humor sometimes yeah. I feel like with myself where I'm just like kind of like yeah unhinged. And I think the thing is, is like, it's, it's confusing. <laughs> I like I've I've like started so glad you brought up Seth Rogen. I'm sorry, but we have to we we can't bring up humor and not talk about king. Seth Rogen. But, My king, I love him. Uh, okay, I love him. I I was uh, I was talking to Joss and mm -hmm. I was so frustrated that there was just not enough South Asian comics. And when there are South Asian comics. It's usually yeah. they're like, oh yeah, like I don't, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I, um, yeah. I have my shit together, like, uh, it, and I'm just, I'm just like, I want someone who's fucking unhinged. Yeah. I have not seen yeah. a single like brown, like stoner. Oh no, yeah. I've not seen brown, brown stoner con like content. You know, like if it, have I, I, I can never expect to see broad city but with brown women that's you know? really hard dude fuck like ah like that's culturally just like so prohibited for women to be that brashly funny like to be that shameless that's the thing mm -hmm. there's a lot of shame associated with being funny and a woman for women yeah, yeah. In a, in a very negative context, it's like, I, I don't know, it, it's just, I, I, I don't know how to even explain it really, but it just is. And If I were to kind of go on a, maybe like, go on a limb, go out on a limb here, I would probably say it comes from the fact that the minute that you're funny, the minute that you have that, you, you're given some sort of power. And as a woman, being, being, having that sort of power, that social power, the, the ability to influence, because in, humor is influential. The minute that a woman has mm -hmm. that, that's what threats. And I think that that is ultimately, you know, because once again, like femininity caters to the male gaze. It's about putting, it's positioning a woman below a man. So that she's yeah. constantly catering to what's desirable. But humor, right. humor is not about catering to what's desirable in a sort of, in, in, in sort of like a feminine or attraction There's context. There's feminine or masculine. There's funny and and not funny and that's how i see it you right know? exactly and so the minute that a woman can do that the women that the minute a woman can be funny that's threatening and that's that yeah. induces shame because she's outside of her societal yeah. role like she stepped outside of this sort of um allotments mm. of power that she's been given from you know from being a woman
No, that's the thing. I think I realized, and and it, and it came a little too late, and it was pretty much a little bit of a rude awakening for me, where I I think that I realized that I'm someone personally that looks at it as funny and not funny. I never really look at gender, who is behind it, or or if it's masculine or feminine enough. I mean, if it's gross, I'm just gonna say it's gross. If it's not funny, I'm gonna say it's not funny. But you know for me there is only funny and not funny there is no gendered humor there is no, no yeah. like person behind the humor <laughs> whatever you, yeah. you know i i want funny content and a lot of times i feel like when women are just like that you know out there mm-hmm. and funny and while men can a lot of time be like yeah just like be gender agnostic totally forget about the fact that i am a dude women cannot do that right it always has to come down to like you've noticed like in stand up specials like a lot of them are very gendered like women run stand up specials like i i noticed and i think that's what deters me from watching like women comics sometimes is like it's going to mm. be about it's going to be about some gendered topic like period yeah. or sexism or just in the workplace or you know things that are important to talk about 100% but when yeah. it's talked about so much because blase and it doesn't feel humorous anymore it feels staged it feels yeah. rehearsed it just doesn't feel engaging anymore and i think that's why also i hate the fact that i almost hate the fact that a lot of these i don't know like you know they're always just like women comic and And I'm like, what do you mean women comic? Why why can't they just be a comic? Why can't they just be a comedian? What do you mean a woman stand up comedian? I I don't know. I just I really hate that whole like Yeah. W- not what well, comes okay. It comes back it comes down to the woman just stepping out of her, you know, allotment of power. Like she's only given so much power the minute that she can, you know, leverage humor as a form of influence. Oh, we got to position her by saying She's not a comic, she's a woman comic. You know, she's kind of trying her hand at comedy. It's not like she's actually, you know, it's not like she's actually married, yeah. you know. It's about repositioning no, her thing. power. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it is it is in a way to say there is a comedian and there there's a comic and there's a woman comic because a comic is legitimate. Like they've they've made it 100%. Yeah. But a woman, a woman comedian, a woman comic, there's someone that is still in the process of proving themselves, you know, making it or or proving themselves. Like prove to me that you're funny enough to be a comic. I don't know. It's because the playing field, the playing field is not meant for mm-hmm. women. And so they're they're trying to separate the the playing field of male comics, just comics, period. And then you know, women mm-hmm. comics. And so they differentiate that in the title to make it abundantly clear. You know what? Yeah. You know what kind of I don't know one one in one story in specific that kind of stands out to me is I was watching the David Letterman oh, yes. special on Netflix uh-huh. um and he was talking to Tina Fey and I fucking love like she's great. Tina Fey is she's probably like I am in love with her if there's one woman that I oh my god I <gasps> love the one white woman that could step all over me it's Tina fucking Fey she is so funny oh my god she is so so funny she's very wise her sense of humor she is and her sense of humor is 
it's great and i and i think that the way that she kind of just um advocates for other um funny um people and and not just like you know in a way of like advocating for them you know in the workplace and stuff but even like on screen i just feel like she's such a like like all her like comics really like lean into her energy right yeah of like just how funny she is and i'm just like wow like you're just like such a fun and like you just seem like a very like fun person right as well yeah um you know like you really understand what it is to be funny like you're like a very very as you said like a wise funny person like it isn't stupid as you said adam sandler like comedy yeah. it isn't slapstick <laughs> yeah it is it is wise comedy it is witty stuff you know yeah it's effortful and so i yeah i fucking love her shit and so um she was talking about how i think maya rudolph was trying to get <laughs> this um one episode on um the snl um like end of the year yeah um contesting or something yeah. where it was um it was supposed to be a mockery of a diaper commercial or, or of of sanitary napkin commercials <laughs> um and <laughs> what it was a sketch it was a sketch piece and it basically you know entailed a woman uh wearing her sanitary pad while she was on her period and going you know into the pool but as soon as she goes into the pool um just her like just her um you know um her butt alone comes out of the water <laughs> cuz you know you're wearing pads and it fills up with water yeah and, you know wait you gravity <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, and you start floating and And you know what? And, and that's the thing. Tina Fey was the only woman comic in the room at the time. She 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 says, and um, no one else found it funny. No one else in that room found it funny because, I mean, men don't get it. Um, yeah, that's it. They don't really yeah, wear sanitary pads. They don't. Yeah. Even, they don't even really know how. Most men don't really know how a sanitary pad looks. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you for a fact that um, right now. if a man is listening to this they probably have not actually gone and like seen the cross section of a sanitary pad the way a woman would have to understand why this is funny right and why this actually makes sense scientifically <laughs> yeah and like the, the physics totally checks out yeah <laughs> and i'm just like this is really funny like this is this is really funny guys um guys laugh please but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just there like guys it's really funny love uh, but no one no one really gets how funny it is. Yeah. Um uh, and it's really sad. <laughs> and and so and she talks about you know how she really advocated to have that joke in there. Um because she said she talks about how the audience is not going to be just men or just women. Right. It's everyone, you know. Right. it's everyone and you're still like you're still going to appeal to 50% of the audience i can guarantee you that much yeah um and i think at the time she was probably like the head writer or something and so she had a bit of a veto um and was able to you know put like her leg down and 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 be like this is staying yeah um 
And I think that kind of made me realize why sometimes and this isn't again this isn't something that they're not even trying to knowingly be sexist right i just feel like they probably just don't even relate to some of the experiences that we go through what's well, the lack of awareness um, of you know yeah and it's always been kind of taboo to even talk about things it's not like women talk about their periods like men talk about jacking off you know what i'm talking about right. men ta- talk about jacking off and comedy like it's some kind of like you know like, the, like in such a brazen manner because they have the audacity because they've been asserted time and time the they've been affirmed time and time again that there's always going to be an audience there listening to them and upholding whatever they say so they're well, always like, going to have an audience at least they have that expectation form whereas with women it's a, it's proving it's it's climbing that social ladder to even under it's it's even really you know feel like they deserve an audience you know exactly um No, exactly. Cuz that's just how the narrative is. Uh, that's just kind of how this is how society kind of, you know, is and it's just it's all, you know, no, exactly. whether it's implicit or explicit to some, like it's it exists and that's just kind of the mm-hmm. that's the discrimination that women have to deal with, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. And and you know, it's like periods are seen as gross or whatever and it, like women can't talk about sex and things like that and without her being deemed I don't know, weird or a whore or slut or mm-hmm. whatever like that. And but on the other hand, of course, like the standard is is very different for men. And so obviously, you're limiting a you're limiting the kind of content that the women can talk about and can't talk about. Right. And you're limiting it to such few overlapping experiences that men and women have. And then you're like, okay, within these experiences, right. you're allowed to be funny yeah. and um, prove yourself. And then uh, that's like really just stacking the odds all against us. Yeah, 100%. And then, yeah. And then, and then it's going, okay, yeah, um, yes, you are totally a bird, but yes, you are also a chicken. You know, and that's why it makes sense when a woman gets her own kind of like stand-up special, you know, when a woman has her own stand-up special like whether that be like Ali Wong, maybe Schumer or something like that, where it becomes such a very it becomes such a feminine like driven monologue or just of of like yeah. a ton of feminine concepts. And for me, it's a little it's, it's it's not as, you know, it feels rehearsed, it feels like, you know, like okay, like this is kind of like, you know, can we just talk about normal things, quote unquote. But the thing the reality yeah. is is this is the one space it's like they've been just like holding in this deep breath for a very very long time just forced to keep it all inside and then the minute they yeah. have the platform and the power like a Netflix comedy special which is a huge deal in their careers to be able to talk well they're just going to release everything that they've been wanting to say over the years in these sort of you know yeah. writing rooms where you know they're 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 male dominated and like their 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 voices have been suppressed by you know male narratives Now they have the autonomy to talk about, you know, topics that are so taboo that it makes sense that they would capitalize on that. But for me, you know, someone who's so accustomed to seeing men, you know, perform, you know, monologues about, you know, not, you know, things, you know, like I would uh, that I'm, you know, that aren't necessarily directly related to the female experience, the woman experience, that yeah. I I I get a little like uh, easily like, you know, overwhelmed or just kind of like annoyed almost at like the whole like let's talk about periods. Like no, dude, like can we just talk about like farting? <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I think that's the other thing, right? 
when when I'm a when you're when when I'm a female comic or whatever or when I'm seen as a female comic and not just a comic I feel like I'm supposed to in a way um kind of carry the expectation of the entire gender on right. my fucking shoulder like I need to, like if I am not funny you're just going to be like women are not funny Oh yeah, 100. I mean that's how it is for any marginalized community, like being a person of color, being South Asian and being a woman. Like you have yeah. these being an immigrant, all of these things like stack on your shoulders to the point where it's like I have to prove every single level. You know, like it's the intersectionality of it makes it worse, right? Like the fact that you are South mm-hmm. Asian, like you're a person of color and the fact that you like are a woman and you're in tech, like all these things like make it so that you constantly have to prove yourself and your value. Um and it is it is exhausting <laughs> it's exhausting it at is. scale too like being a full-time full-blown like famous person doing it you know <laughs> tell me tell me i want i want to hear <laughs> no no yeah it's i want to hear i want to hear but you sound like like one of my like and like an know. auntie at like a party just like tell me tell me everything how are <laughs> like how is dating going for you <laughs> I'm like no, um, um. <laughs> no, but like I guess like you're talking, you know, like performative perform, like just the whole like sort of like to tie all of it together with humor. You're performing. There's this performative aspect, and that comes into play with humor, with social media, the intersection of both, and it comes into play with dating as well, and the intersection of humor and dating. You have to be aware of how you're coming across. and that is not something i'm necessarily built to do i think the more confidence i've gotten in the fact that i'm kind of funny and like that i can like you know make people laugh the more i felt like i do not need to be aware of being super performative like i can just kind of take off those like training wheels and just let myself go you know just bike and stuff or whatever yeah like i'm 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 fully confident in not fully but like i i'm more more or less confident in whatever i'm saying but when it comes to the dating world when i got pointed out like that you know perhaps my sense of humor is a little too uh, you know not ladylike whatever god mm. it's infuriating to me if anything cuz i what i want to say <laughs> that i really one of the biggest like themes i want to walk away with with this sort of episode is um that humor is being a woman having a sense of humor the narrative has always been at least for me that it can be too much that it can put me in a position where i will be one of the boys and i will i won't be deemed as desirable um yeah. i think humor is power i think that's why i think the reason why i'm not i'm not you know the, the there's almost this threat to my desirability is because it's simply threatening for a girl to be funnier than the guy that she's with or the guy that she's pursuing mm-hmm. and to that i say humor yeah. is powerful it is not something to make yourself feel small about. I think at one point in time mm-hmm. when I heard that I need to suppress, you know, my my, you know, my humor or whatever, I needed to just kind of like yeah. pretend like I wasn't funny for a little bit until he got to know me, whatever that may be. I felt mm-hmm. like absolute shit because I just felt like I was I was suppressing a huge mm-hmm. part of myself. And yeah. And I didn't feel confident anymore in conversation because this power the superpower that i have not to say like i'm like fucking like you know like tina fair or whatever but like this this power that i have no but i have to say you are really funny you're not tina fair but 
<laughs> you're not her. But no one's Tina Fey, you know. Only Tina Fey is Tina Fey. Yeah, no, thank you. You. That's the thing about humor. Like that's the thing about humor. Only Tina Fey is Tina Fey. Only she can be Tina Fey. Right. I'm sorry, but no matter how hard anyone else tried. Her brand of humor is so fucking unique, and and I think that's kind of why I also fucking love women comics because I'm like each of y'all is so unique. The men just sometimes feel like cookie cutter versions oh, of each other. Oh, they're very. They cross over so much. Like you can't. It's like <laughs> don't you same shit. Like shut up. I... Oh, shut up. Like I'm so over your stupid boner jokes. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I don't care. Absolutely. It's, it's I don't very. Care. It's, it's too much. Too much crossover. I just. I don't care that you like boobs or butt <laughs> or whatever. Like what? I don't. Oh what? I don't. I don't care about the last time you got laid. Mm -hmm. I don't care about like when you and your lads went into a bar. I don't like <laughs> you and your lads. I don't know what to tell you, bar. but. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you except I don't relate to it. Yeah, um, and not in an offensive way. It's just it's just because I don't have lads that I can walk into a bar with like that. Um, but yeah, there is a uniqueness. You know? I don't have, I don't have friends. Okay, like that's why. No, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, exactly. It's it's very it becomes very bland, and I think that's something that needs to be acknowledged. Is like yeah, like um, there's. Conan, and then there's John Mulaney, there's Adam Sandler. I don't know why Louis C.K. keeps coming to mind. I need my fucking brain to turn off now. Like, I will not bring up <laughs> Louis C.K. as a valid comic anymore. <laughs> Gross. Uh, anyways, but there are tons of comics. I can name tons and tons of male comics, but they share a lot of similar qualities. It's like so, it's such a popular space for men that there's just so much overlap, whereas women, I feel like it is a popular a lot of women might feel like they want to be a comic but they just don't pursue it because look mm -hmm. the ones that are on top the ones that are getting the acknowledgement are very very good at the craft just yeah you're almost just the thing is i feel like with women when i see someone doing it so well i i feel really threatened to want to even go close to reproducing something yeah. that they do or not reproducing but kind of like doing what they do you know exactly i'm like wow they do that for a living yeah they're like that good at it how dare i again comes back to the audacity the fact that we lack the audacity and the second we see someone um that's really funny there we're convinced that that brand already exists and it's worthless pursuing it yeah you know mm -hmm. Um, it kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I just, but when see, I see someone there doing it, it's not fair. I don't want to do it because I almost feel like, no, here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. The second you also start doing something like the other woman, you two are pitted against each other. That. And it becomes a you versus her thing. Yeah. And and, and you don't want to get into that territory because you all, you feel like you can only, like only one woman owns one territory at a time because there can't be like two funny women in the same room, you know? There always is, there's a funny woman. Right. Um, Or there's like a group of funny girls. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, 100%. There's, there's never... The narrative that's always... I mean, for me, the first thing that comes to mind is like women rappers. Um, when you mm -hmm. had Nicki Minaj and then you had Cardi B coming to the space, then you had Megan Thee Stallion. Nice. Now, then, and, and then, and then some, you know, fucking awful, like sort of like music critics would pit SZA against like uh, Cardi B or something like that because she's simply a black woman in music. 
and even though their genres are very completely different or fk twigs versus SZA. Yeah. like how do you do that you don't um but see that's the thing it's like a woman entering any sort of space that's so you know like that's so competitive is going to be pitted against the others because there's so there's there's rare opportunity to stand out because there's it's it's so small you know yeah exactly it becomes it becomes like you both are the standard of comparison it becomes you like who's more famous than the other who's funnier than the other who yeah. has who's hotter than the other it's like who has Tina versus Amy Poehler i think that's happened a lot with them as well exactly oh my god that has happened so much and i I kind of hate that because I, I love them both and I find them equally funny in their own respect. And I, yeah. I've never once, I've never once gone Tina versus Amy in my head, and I'm very proud of it. Like, <laughs> never I, had I to like, battle those demons. <laughs> I've never had. I've always just the thing with. I think the one thing that I will always just be proud of is, I've somehow. I feel like I think just like growing up with that. Um, expectation to just be really funny all the time, or else it was like survival. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Um, it's how you stand out. Humor was survival. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. If I was, if, if I wasn't funny, I was getting bullied. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh um, sorry, was either funny. I was funny, or I came home and I cried that night. So I got to choose. Yeah. <laughs> and. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you know, it was. It was, it was a lot of, it was survival for me. So humor really was like, Pour one out my, like, for Young Kirti. <laughs> <laughs> young Kirti shaking. Uh, I think being, being always, you know, forced to be the funny one. I think I kind of started appreciating um, the fact that people can, like humor can really come from anywhere, from like the least expected sources. And so that really just taught me to be agnostic to like who was being funny. Yeah, I think. I don't I think know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I just like had to force myself in a way to be really agnostic to it because, in a way, it was also a way that I could be funny sometimes to like distance myself from being like a girl. Yeah. It, oh my God, that that hundred. Do you do that sometimes? No, it's hard. Do, it's do you hard. dissociate yourself from your gender sometimes? Um, yeah. To just be funny. No, here's the thing. I don't know if you. you no, 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 me, hundred percent. Um, it's I, I, you, you vote. You, you just said it so well. Um, I, I didn't never knew how to put it into words, but like, it's that phenomenon of like, you either are feminine or you're funny sometimes, and it's like. It's, it's like, oh my god, like, I have to, like, after, like, making people laugh, it's almost like I have to, I'm not aware of my femininity, because I feel like that holds me back in terms of my humor. Because then it gives me that subset yeah. of topics that we talked about, the subset of topics that I have to talk about that revolve exactly. around my femininity. Exactly, So it's like I have to hang my femininity up, like, it's a coat on, like, a coat hanger or whatever, and, like, walk in yeah. and entertain and then leave and that that positions you know going back to the dating topic it puts you in a position where you're you you, you have to you know kind of compromise your desirability slash your femininity to be funny exactly and then because you're and you you're, you're fun you want to be funny because it's what makes you feel comfortable it's giving you your kind of confidence it's your superpower almost mm-hmm. and exactly and then voila your desirability is no longer a guarantee you know and for me I find that whole act of just like this is like disassociating myself from my gender or whatever. It's just so I do it with humor because, as you said, it removes that like 
subset of topics only that you have to talk about. Right. You don't have like that restriction. You you don't have to. Yeah, I I don't want to. Yeah, that's the thing. I just I don't want to be a woman comic. I'm gonna say things that will I know for a fact resonate with the female audience, but like also men. <laughs> like yeah, you know, like I think that's the thing. It's just that it's simply put, humor is power. And men have always kind of been the possessors of that power. They always have that sort of like immediate dominate, like dominance in a conversation. And the minute that you're able to influence, the minute you're able to step in and be like, oh, "No, I'm the funny one now," haha. Um, like, mm. okay, you're the funny one now. That means you're probably not feminine, you know. Like that means you're probably not, yep. you know, putting yourself in a, you know in a, a, a subordinate position now you're assuming the dominant position that women typically don't hold yep. so it's like you know being it's the whole okay the shittiest phrase to have ever entered the universe girl boss but it's like you know like when you're when you're kind of like putting in your oh my pants to, god i wish i could assassinate that word oh god who who do you think invented it if you were to choose one celebrity that invented girl boss like that made that word up who do you think it would be i think i have an answer yeah. Maybe Ivanka Trump. Yes. Yeah. I was trying to I was trying to get to that answer. Yeah. I think I was gonna say maybe Paris Hilton, but then I saw the Paris Hilton documentary and yeah, I and I wanna girl. say she's a jolly smart woman. Um, but maybe I would have said Paris Hilton if I had not watched that documentary, but I highly suggest everyone does and that changed my opinion of her as a person. But... <laughs> it's it's important reading. It's required reading for this class. <laughs> But yeah, girl boss, like girl boss. What I was trying to say there was like, you have to like wear the pants suit. You have to adhere to traditional, you know, norms of masculinity mm. in order to be perceived as a boss. And even then, you're deemed, you're dubbed mm. a girl boss, not an actual a girl boss. You know, and yeah, not an actual boss. You're a girl exactly. Boss. So with a cute, why the fuck can't I just be a boss, bro? Because we ain't ready for that. Anyways, um, they ain't ready. They ain't ready for it, but. Yeah, um, but being like a, being a, you know, a woman comic, again, it's like the same thing as a girl boss. You kind of have to compromise your aspects of femininity that are integral to, you know, being a woman in order to command and have the power and influence that humor brings. Um, yeah. Which is in the dating world, a bit of a challenge because it's like, I like to ignore it and I like to think that the right guy for me will not see my humor as a turnoff or will not deem me to be, you know, a bro just because I'm like, you know, funny and can like make, you know, like Seth Rogen tear jokes or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I love him. But so that's, I think that's what I've learned is like, I think there's this toxic narrative, you know, and it's not women's faults that they believe that they kind of perpetuate this or that my aunt said this to me they genuinely have just been hurt or have seen other women get hurt by this whole, you know, expectation to be feminine in a humorous light mm. or just like to kind of compromise yeah. their humor, um, to be deemed desirable. And it's not their fault. So they're kind of warning me to avoid getting my feelings hurt. But I think I've learned to relinquish that, that like now that like I'm entering this next chapter of my life or whatever, like whoever I meet, you know, like mm -hmm. it's okay if I'm funny. That's actually something I really like about myself. And they're not if they're not okay with that, 
then they're just not the right person for me. And that's it. And it's easier said than done. No, but... <laughs> no, definitely easier said than done. And I think that even for me, when I kind of set expectations of the other person, I kind of now am. I'm just like, you need to be really funny. Because as you oh, said, yes. I think, I think, you know, humor really is power in that it almost, I don't know. I think at this point, I have kind of established to myself, I'm like, okay, Kirti, you're funny. Yeah. You're funny. Yeah. You need someone. Who's funny. <laughs> who's also funny. Oh my God. Because you know what? The worst thing in the entire world is someone who does not match like the energy, like the back and forth banter. If they can't do that, it's I'm out. They can't do that. Right. It's very infuriating when like I, I step in a conversation with like a guy or something like that and like it's flat. I have really high standards, I guess, for the, you know, the extent to which like I want it to be very like back and forth, like really intense, really funny, like, uh, you know, kind of like banter. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I think maybe my standards is a little high just because like I, I have a really, you know, I have like, you know, like a little stamina for that. I have the stamina for that and just, I really like it. Um, I mean, okay, the reason, okay, the reason that I also feel like our standard is so high is because we have met other people in our life that have, that have kind of like met these standards. It's like, we know that oh, yeah. these are like realistic standards that we're setting. We're like, um, excuse me, I know that there's funny people like that out there because cause they're my friends. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Why lower that? a dude like i don't know i think it's it's challenging because like again like i i often compare myself to people where i'm like maybe if i was a little more like you know less you know intense maybe less maybe if i laughed less at things and took things a little more seriously but mm. i have the most fun with people who match that energy i love it mm. so it's just a, it's just a no-brainer it's like a riff-off you know oh yeah it's it's such a, it's 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 literally just a riff off. I I'm kind of just being myself, they're being their selves, and we just kind of lean into each other's energies. And it's kind of almost what I kind of I I need to be funny. You know, if I don't have that, I'm not gonna be funny. You're not gonna get funny me ever. And I think I personally am of the opinion that funny me is the best me. Absolutely. Because like, you're just that you're happiest. And like, I've even seen it in like, yeah. okay, for example, um, people like I kind of, I became a sociopath over, um, <laughs> over quarantine because I was recruiting a lot like, um, for, you know, I was going through like the job search process. And with that, you kind of learn a lot about yourself. You become very introspective and you learn how you perform. It's a lot about performing yeah. to get validation. It's pretty much what we're talking about right now. Right. You know, about humor in the context of the client, right. validation for a certain person and performing for a certain person. Searching for jobs, the exact same thing. And I learned that right. I had success. I achieved success and I felt the best. I felt the best and I had the most positive results when I was simply myself. Like as cliche as that sounds. But like when I fully let go of that sense of, oh, like I need to practice like exactly how my mock interviews went or I need to like practice exactly off of like this extensive notion doc that I've written out of everything I want to say. Oh my God. The minute I let go of those training wheels and I just became, I just like, just became, I just like told a joke in an interview or like try to get the interview to laugh. Like mm -hmm. I felt so good. And it was a no brainer after that. It felt like a breeze. It felt good. It felt too good to be true almost. And so. No, for me, I use it as a tool to just like 
almost diffuse that person in power, exactly. you know? Because because I'm like, I know, I know everyone. Listen, everyone cracks. I know everyone exactly, has that fun. Everyone has that one thing, dude. Everyone. The most cathartic thing is being the one to crack it. Oh my god. When that happens, especially in an interview, and you know they're a tough nut to crack, BDE, because they give off like because they give off rude vibes or whatever. You come out of that interview with like big dick energy, the biggest, biggest dick energy. I swear to God, like not just me. it's that it's to me. Dick. On the note of big dick energy, um, I love Gen Z. Oh my God, on the note of big dick energy, this is an anthropological term. Um, <laughs> um, but like on the, on that note, like. BDE to me is like having a really fire sense of humor, like just being able to keep up and being yeah. humorous. And to me, like I'm attracted to guys, like you know, obviously, like girls are attracted to guys with BDE. That's subjective. It varies from girl to girl. So if any guys are listening to the podcast, like what is BDE? How do I get it? Like I don't have the answer for you. It really varies with every girl. But like for me, it's humor. It's being goofy. It's being able to keep up. Like being charismatic and also humorous. Um, Mm-hmm. So, so it's almost a no-go for me if the guy's just not funny. I don't know how I can interact with someone who's not funny. Like, it's been impossible for me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, it's it's impossible. I'm just... I I almost feel like they're dead on the inside if they're not funny. I'm just like, have you not lived a life? Have you not felt things? Have, do you have nothing to say? Do you have no, like... Do you have nothing that you're, like, wildly, quirkily passionate about that... You, you just you just want to like no. scream out about sometimes no just, like how how, how, how you know? it just pisses me off because it's like i just don't like being around that person period like even as a friend like even just like getting to know them like if they're not funny like if they like don't laugh i'm just like oh i don't God. fucking like you like, <laughs> like oh no. my fucking god Same. i'm not gonna be an asshole like obviously like i i just just could never get along i just think like that's the thing i I am only friends with funny people, as rude as it sounds. If you're not funny, like, if you're if you're not funny, if you're my best friend, you're probably funny on some level. Yeah, I've I've yeah. probably found you funny if I've called you close friend yeah. or best friend yeah. or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I definitely yeah. need to be sure of the fact that you can make me laugh. Uh, yeah, I just can't. Like, I'm and I can make you I'm, laugh. I'm, yeah, like you know. Or like wavelength humor maybe it's because like i don't have much substance other than my sense of humor but <laughs> i have nothing <laughs> i have nothing else to follow from that that was it <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> but it's <laughs> but it's yeah it's just hard to engage and it feels like oh my god the worst thing in the world is like when you're pulling all of the weight in the conversation oh my god like it's like when you are the one that's cracking all the jokes and it's like yeah it's great for like the first few minutes then you once you realize mm-hmm. it's not gonna be reciprocated i'm like oh my god the worst is when you're being really funny but they're really uptight oh yeah dude fuck i call this people like a stick up their and shitly stick up their pee pee hole i swear to god like <laughs> It's a very visceral image, but like, just think about it. It's like straight up, like they're like, oh, I can't laugh at you. <laughs> I'm like, laugh. I, I genuinely like, I'm left feeling so guilted when I'm funny. You know, I'm just, I feel so self conscious oh, yeah. and naked. 
when I'm funny and they just don't match my energy. I'm like, yo, like you're supposed to, you're supposed to find that funny and like be funny and you're supposed to either laugh or like even if you're not funny, at least kind of acknowledge the fact that you understand exactly how funny this is or else I'm just going to like, it's, either I'm going to think that you hate me it's, or you probably do hate It's me. taste, right? Like it's like, it's indicative of someone's taste. Like if they just can't, <laughs> that's so fucking pretentious. Can you imagine like being like, oh, he didn't laugh at my joke. Wow. That's really indicative of his taste, his lame taste. <laughs> It sounds like that's what I'm trying to say here. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying, like, if they can't laugh at shit, like, if they can't laugh at, like, anything, like, I swear to God, like, I'm about to be like, you know what? Like, you just don't have taste. I'm out. You know, like, I just, not, not, you know, like, I don't want to, like, give up on the person, obviously, but, like, no, I probably would. I just don't have the attention or the desire to substantiate, try to kind of, like, keep the momentum going where there isn't any. And that's, that applies to dating. I've become, I've become friends with people that have a sense of humor. Now that I won't work with people that don't have a sense of humor, I will. I'll just never become your friend, really. Like, yeah. I'll, like, I'll, I'll say hello to you. I'll just never, like, become really close to you. I'll never, you, like, you'll never become my best you, friend. You'll never become my close friend. You'll be my friend, sure, but, like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I mean, first of all, like, what does that even mean? Like, you know, like, I feel like I only engage with so many people that, like, those are my friends, you know? Like, the people I engage with are my friends, and I only engage with so many. And beyond that, like, you know, like, I feel like to be able, like, I feel like it's nice to be like, yeah, that person's my friend, but it's only by association, and it's not like actually like putting in an effort to to, to maintain a friendship. And if you're not mm -hmm. funny, like, there's no desire or motivation to, you know, like, I'm not trying to be a dick and be like, you have to be funny to be in my life, you know, but like, but like, it, like having a friendship is something that like, it, it it makes you happy, like you know, like, and to me, what makes me truly and genuinely happy is like someone I can just like laugh with. It just that's how I was raised, how my life has always exactly. been. Like, I just... And so, with dating again, like, it's unimaginable for me to date someone who just doesn't make me laugh. That's just yeah. it. Like, I don't know. No. <laughs> I think, no, that makes a lot of sense. And and I think on that note, kind of, mm -hmm. we, we've spoken about just so much <laughs> crap when it comes to you. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we went from like vines and memes to to like disparity in perception of gendered comedy, right. and and we we got into some real deep fucking shit um, on the pod today. Wow, that was wow, that was so funny, and I didn't even try. See. Yeah. That's me not trying. We probably that just kind of like, clogged the pot at this point, honestly. Yeah, we're, we're, we've clogged and the now, pot. And now, like, um, like, it's capacity. up to you, audience, to unclog it. Yes. Get your plungers out, baby. 9 p.m. her time to 12 a.m. So this is like three hours of talking. Like, yeah. And I prefaced yeah. this. I prefaced the conversation before we got on the podcast by saying that my social battery during quarantine has been diminished to 30 minutes of talking in a phone call. No shit. So we're really, we're really doing a lot for you guys. We're pulling our weight here. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have any like concluding remarks, thoughts, mm -hmm. remarks. Yeah, I guess to intellectualize uh, um, such a crazy, chaotic episode. 
I think what I really wanted to walk away with here and that I think is really empowering and, you know, to anyone else who's listening who can empathize with kind of the sentiments you've shared is that one, like humor is powerful as a woman, as anyone, as anyone who's marginalized um, in the mainstream, you know, whether that's being a person of color, being a woman, being genderqueer, um, being queer, like whatever it may be, you, like, I think humor is your superpower. As much as like society tells you to suppress it or to label yourself as other, whether that's being a woman comic or, you know, humor, humor really is, you know, what ultimately leverages you to a level of confidence that society has kind of taken away from you and has only allotted to white cisgendered men. Um, so don't ever feel like you have to compromise or r make your voice small in order to fit into a mold that you've been told to fit into. Um, so that's the first kind of lesson I've really started to internalize as I've gotten older. Um, mm -hmm. Now the second thing, if I can remember what the second thing was. <laughs> oh, is that I never quite, um, I guess because I've just been programmed this way as a woman, um, is I've kind of like out, I've trained myself out of the whole identifying gender nuances and humor. I think because I just got so comfortable and recognizing that I'm weird and different and quirky. Um, like, I was like, yeah, so I was like, um, I just felt like I started growing out of the whole, like, discourse of being a woman in comedy or being a funny woman. It's just so hard. Like, I never quite got to see the nuances and, like, you know, how women comics are treated and this all this discrimination that's, like, you know, behind, like, that really makes it such an uneven playing field. And so I really appreciated your insights there, Kirthi, because it reminded me, like, there is a lot of work to be done. And it is, you know, very difficult for women to feel confident in their sense of humor. And it made me realize the ways that I felt, you know, not confident. So I think it's a really important conversation to have between two women is talking about humor. So I honestly feel like as, as you know, much as this was for shits and giggles, no pun intended. I don't know where the pun was, but it was kind of in there. Um, I think... It was a very <laughs> shit. There you go. Uh, I was very important. It was a very important conversation to have, and I hope you guys feel the same. If you guys could keep up with the conversation for more than two minutes, because it was just zigzaggy yeah. as fuck. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. And thank you for yeah. Thank you for for being very like upfront and like vulnerable as well with like your experiences and. And kind of just like talking about your your shit with like <laughs> God, I'm gonna, can we no, ban like, the word no, shit on this no. show? It's too easy. It's just too easy. <laughs> um, without without just like I don't know without holding back, you know, like you just like let the diarrhea. Oh you know? my God! Yeah, well, I will say I was a little constipated earlier today, and then you know. The diarrhea just came free-flowing the minute we talked about humor. I was like, Because here's the thing, guys. Before I leave, Kirti and I were, like, fucking, like, choosing between, like, 15 different topics. And just, I don't know why we didn't really think about humor. Because we're both just kind of people who laugh and, like, joke about everything. Um, yeah. So, I, I just, it, constipation turns into creative diarrhea. And here I am, um, clogging up the pot and leaving it for you guys to unclog. If you enjoy what you heard, 
Um, and want to keep listening to more episodes, smash that follow button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all that shit. Uh, you can also follow on Instagram as well as Twitter at on the podcast. And lastly, but most importantly, drink your water and eat your fiber so you don't spend too much time on the pot. Thank you.